I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Okay. Okay, is this working now? Oh, okay, yes. I, it sounded, okay, it's looking much better. Okay, so things seem to be um, working on with regards to what I'm seeing on the screen. We'll find out. Okay, okay, great. All right, welcome to the live stream again. Sorry that last one failed. Hopefully, uh, you guys come back. Uh, I'm confident that it's working now. Uh, so basically, we're having problems even with the last couple live streams where I don't know if maybe the something overheated, the camera overheated, I don't know, just cut out, and then now I tried a different way, and then um, for some reason, I don't know if there was a problem with the internet or something, so um, maybe because it's uh, Halloween time, I don't know, there is just something wrong uh, with the past couple times, but it looks like it's working now. So, but yes, just go ahead and comment if uh, there's any problems, because I think the, on the last live stream attempt, it just froze and stuff. And so, um, okay. But anyway, let's go ahead and get back to uh, the subject at hand. So earlier, Khabib um, had, um, you know, he has a fight coming up this weekend in the UFC. Uh, I totally don't want to butcher his last name. Uh, so I'll just call him Khabib uh, with all due respect, right? Um, but he had an interview before his fight. And uh, they asked him about what's the difference between uh, the wrestling that he does back in Dagestan and then uh, the wrestling in the United States. I think there was some had something to do with the fact that he's going to be wrestling Justin Gagey and that Justin has a collegiate wrestling background or what I call folk style, um, which I think is uh, definitely one of the more effective styles for MMA. Um, and so then they're asking Khabib what his impression is um let's go ahead and the the sound isn't that great but you can kind of i'll play it anyway at least most of it i think is uh, you should just ask me what difference between dagestan wrestling and north american wrestling this is a good question i think uh, it's a big difference and uh, i know you know how to wrestle but uh, what about wrestling 25 minutes it's gonna be like i told this here today like, when you fight with Stephen Yorchus last time, you break his leg one time and you take him down. And he get up very quickly and that's it. And you finish. And uh, other minutes all going standard. But between me and BC is big difference. And uh, if, I, if I'm going to try to take him down once and I'm going to defend his group, I'm going to turn. I'm going to go all night. All right, so that's kind of what he was saying. It's like um, he's training like without time limits, basically. Um, 
The other thing there too, I want to kind of bring up with regards to Justin Gagey, I, be I believe there was, I'm pretty sure it was him, but this was like a few months ago where I think he's, he said in an interview that um, he prefers to not, even though he has like a wrestling background, he, pr he prefers to uh, not wrestle so much. Let me know in the comments if that is, um, uh, if that was him or if it was one of the other kind of people with the wrestling background where they were saying where it's like an MMA. Um, wrestling is too tiring ultimately. So uh, they prefer to kind of rely on the striking now, um, especially since MMA in particular, maybe even um, actually, I think I'm seeing it also in one championship as well, where uh, they might be preferring people who are like the knockout artists or people who are going to be going for uh, the knockouts um, as opposed to the grapplers. So, um, you know, I think it could have been him, but yeah, go ahead and let me know in the, the comments. Um, all right. But so let's go ahead and add, um, to some of the other points that we mentioned, um, that, that could be brought up where it's like, a, in my opinion, I, I think that he's probably just kind of used to wrestling without time limits. So if he's doing uh, freestyle, the only thing is like, uh, freestyle in particular, if you do have like the ref and stuff there, they have so many rules. Uh, there's so many times when the referee will be stopping the match. I mean, if you watch freestyle, there's those of you who watch it, um, you know, you'll see so many times where uh, if they leave the circle, they got to stop and reset. Uh, someone is awarded points or not for pushing the person out. And, or if someone is in a bad position, um, you know, they kind of flatten themselves out and then they wait for the ref to reset them. So everything gets restarted. And so there is kind of like this uh, kind of uh, uh, stop start type of uh, feel to freestyle. And um, uh, I, I just assume that also because of the, the combat Sambo and stuff like that, I think that back in Dagestan when uh, Khabib is, is training, they're not training with those you know, with those, with those rules or even with that mindset to just be like, oh, if I'm, if I'm on bottom, I'm just going to wait for the ref to let me out. I'm sure they're – it seems as though they're probably just doing continuous grappling. Uh, this kind of was the situation um, where uh, when I was in uh, Yunnan province in China, um, I was with uh, one of my catch wrestling students, and we went to a remote village in China where – the, the indigenous people in that region, uh, they do their own traditional wrestling, but it's very, very similar to uh, freestyle. Ultimately, it is freestyle, but it's continuous as well. So you basically uh, wrestle somebody to the pin and, um, you know, the ref is there just, you know, to, you know, like to, for protection, but they're not stopping anything. They're really not blowing any whistle or anything. Uh, you just go until somebody wins. And um, um, so I think that's probably kind of like the, the, the vibe from these other regions, these other parts of the world. Um, but it did seem to kind of uh, create some controversy in uh, the like wrestling chat rooms. Um, and I happened to see one where they were like saying, oh, what do you think about what Khabib said? And, you know, people were, um, uh, you know, kind of uh, just dismissing it. But, I mean, there is something to be said about, um, like, say, if, if you're at a school, like, I think we we're kind of talking about this with regards to IBJJF. Like, if you're at a school that's only, uh, like, training for those rules and you're only training for uh, that length of time, 
for a match, then ultimately it can be um, okay if you're just really kind of that single sport-specific type mindset. It's it, it can work, but if you're if some of your students want to be going into MMA or if they're they want to compete uh, in other regions where you know um, I think maybe like having more of this kind of continuous mindset um, or continuous sparring where it's like going to be going longer than uh, you know like five minutes, six minutes, or even you know ten minutes, um, that's going to be a little bit more beneficial if you kind of go into it with that mindset. And so it could be mentioned, like, you know, like he's, he's basically training for uh, the, what, the five, five, five minute rounds, right? All right. Oh, Bashiro, thank you for uh, confirming. Yeah, it was Gagey who said that wrestling makes him tired. So that's another thing kind of going into it where it's like, um, and this is going to bring me to my next point because what, I, what I'm planning for you guys is I want to try to do uh, a, a video series with regards to, or like the subject is using catch wrestling counters against Khabib attacks, right? So what we've seen, especially in the last match uh, with Daniel Poirier, he was trying to do some folk style moves uh, and um, it wasn't just, he, so one of them was a switch, right? So he was totally doing it uh, just like he should, right? In folk style, but it wasn't working, right? And so uh, catch wrestling does it in a way that I believe is a little bit more secure, actually a lot more secure, and I think would have been more effective uh, doing it that way. And um, so what I want to try to do, hopefully the first video can be out uh, maybe even tomorrow or Friday, um, but I want to try to do several techniques where we can kind of show a situation where Khabib was able to really get control of someone and um, and how like the catch wrestling counter would work in these situations because um the style that he's doing maybe more like the combat sambo stuff it's not foreign to a catch wrestling uh person right or a catch wrestler because um we don't have as many rules like folk style does or even freestyle and so we're very familiar with a lot of these scenarios and we're also aware of some submission holds so um, I, I kind of want to do that for you guys so you can kind of see still some of the differences because even what Khabib was saying that there, there are differences and so people who are coming from these other grappling backgrounds they can see it but I want to try to present this to you guys too so hopefully you guys like that uh, hopefully I want to I want to try to do at least four videos and I, I want to do like uh, one technique at a time so it's easier to digest and, and kind of give you guys um, a video of, of of it happening and you know and during the match and then uh how that technique works like an amateur which is you know probably works great in amateur but you're taking the amateur technique and you're putting it into an mma situation where uh striking is involved and, and also there's a cage and stuff like that so um how the catch wrestling technique could potentially work for you better i'm trying to be i'm trying to be uh somewhat diplomatic i don't want to say like oh it's definitely going to be it's going to work 100% of the time. You can't say that about any kind of technique. Um, and yeah, I love uh, folk style and all that, but um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big catch wrestler. So um, I, I definitely want to let you guys know these differences and kind of like how, uh, how I'm seeing these matches and um, uh, like, so to get you guys a better understanding of the catch wrestling perspective and point of view, hopefully I don't ruin uh, MMA for you guys, but hopefully you can kind of enrich um, 
the whole experience. Also, too, I was I was at the MMA gym earlier that where um, I teach, um, and so I was working out. Um, and one of the MMA fighters there, um, he was he was we basically you know the gym is closed, but we kind of work out on our own, and uh, we were kind of discussing a lot. And basically, he just really agreed uh, with a lot of the the stuff I was showing. And um, so hopefully, we can get some of these other fighters that I that I I work with at at the fight science MMA school um, on here too. So you guys can kind of see uh, how this stuff really, really works uh, because, you know, we're at an, um, I'm at an MMA school and uh, these people really fight. And um, so I can kind of show you that it works, right? <laughs> right. So let's go ahead and get some, some of your questions. Cool. Oh, thanks for watching, Pat. I hope you're well where you are. Um, and let's see. So Bashidar also believes that uh, Gagey has zero level submission skill and that Khabib is going to display master grappling class. So does everyone else uh, believe that? Um, I, you know, really with MMA, sometimes, you know, you get caught easily and, um, you know, sometimes it can go uh, the other person's way. Uh, I don't necessarily want to write off Justin Gagey because, um, he can take a lot of punishment and he delivers a lot of punishment and he has enough wrestling uh, where he might be able to counter or get out or even uh, maybe he can get his own takedown, you know, maybe he can be on top, you know, you, you never know. Everyone was really upset about the whole, uh, about Justin Gagey's last match where he, where he won, right? So uh, that's kind of one of the, the, the things about MMA where it's, I think also because of the whole striking thing where, um, and they are trying to look, they're trying to get fighters who, uh, who can finish people, especially with striking. So uh, you never know when you get clipped just in the right way. And we have seen uh, Khabib where he does, uh, he'll take a few punches and he does look like, you know, he's, he's trying to get distance because it, they affected him. Right. So uh, Gagey hits hard. Um, I personally, um, I don't, I don't watch all the MMA fights, and um, I don't follow it as closely. But what I've seen, I mean, I, I do think Gagey does have a chance. <laughs> but, but I, I'm not necessarily like going with Gagey. I'm just letting you know that I do feel, based off what I've seen, uh, he has a potential to do well, and uh, we'll kind of see what happens uh, at that fight. All right. Cool. Go ahead and uh, keep your comments coming. And um, uh, we'll kind of answer them as they go along, or if you have any other questions. Because, um, like I say, one of the the big things we want to try to work on, I think Khabib will prov will provide us like the best uh, scenario where it's like you are going to see someone who comes in with a different type of grappling style and a different type of grappling outlook uh, with regards to approaching a fight. And I think that's going to be similar to the way the authentic catch wrestling perspective uh, views matches and, and even a catch wrestling match. But I think that can easily uh, go like convert to an MMA match. Um, and so we kind of want to kind of go that way right now with, uh, since Khabib is providing a lot of content and a lot of video content that we can uh, pick out some of the, uh, some of these scenarios and you kind of isolate them and kind of show you um, the catch wrestling point of view. And actually Khabib does a lot of control stuff 
uh, that you would do in catch wrestling. Uh, you you can, and we'll, we'll, we'll just break it down in the videos because um, it'll be a little bit difficult um, to kind of just like talk about it and describe it. But I mean, there's a lot of hammer locks available, um, the control stuff, uh, just the way Khabib will do it. Well, he'll be able to control someone and then just go for the strikes because he's he, because it's MMA, right? But if we're a catch wrestling situation and you're not punching, you can easily switch off to, um, uh, you know, doing some uh, like pins, but also even a lot of hammer lock stuff um, or a lot of neck crank stuff. Um, and we'll, we'll be showing you, um, hopefully within, uh, you know, this next few days, we'll kind of start getting those videos out to you. All right, so um, let me know. Um, let me see, Takero Man, should sweeps always be tied with takedown transitions? Uh, do you mean sweeps like, um, uh, from, from kickboxing or, or sweeps like jujitsu sweeps where you're on the bottom and then, uh, you end up on top? So go ahead and, um, let me know. Um, but basically, yeah, you be, so with regards to takedowns, uh, you always want to try to follow through. So um, I think even um, uh, you'll, you'll hear different uh, folk style coaches talk about like the follow through where it's like if you get a takedown, you don't just want to be practicing takedowns just in isolation uh, because uh, what's going to happen is like you get the takedown and you won't necessarily know what to do when you follow up. So you, it, it is good to learn a takedown in isolation, drill it a little bit so you understand the movements and then build on that to have some kind of follow through where you end up like pinning the person, you end up behind the person. And uh, that's kind of the way you want to approach it. Always try to follow through, right? Okay, so Takero uh, Man kind of followed up. So, so like grappling, I mean the combining sweeps, leg trips and throws. Yes, of course, and I, I, you definitely want to be combining all of those. That, that's what we often call like chain wrestling. Um, so like if one takedown, so like if uh, uh, one of my favorite scenarios is actually kind of shooting in uh, for a double leg, knowing that it's going to fail, but you've already penetrated so deeply, then you can switch from the double leg to a single leg. And a lot of times you can uh, grab the, by pulling yourself by grabbing their inner thigh, you can pull yourself around back and then all of a sudden, so you go from underneath them, you pull yourself out and then you're, you're behind them. So anyway, it's kind of like you go under and you come around back. Uh, there's different types of scenarios like that, that um, you can kind of like uh, drill where, you know, like you can basically drill like your, your failure even, right? Because um, if, you, if you penetrate well enough and you, you're able to do the double leg, great but the higher level competition uh they're not going to allow you to grab their legs so easily so it's kind of good to drill like whether like kind of a the chain wrestling where you you kind of got a few things to kind of continue through um if if the first one fails right so vegan gains let's see would you do a catch tournament if you had only two weeks of training uh, just for the experience, um, uh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Um, yeah, it's just uh, yeah. If it's not a big like, are you going for the the some kind of championship or something? <laughs> like maybe maybe not for a championship, 
or well, they, they shouldn't be offering you a championship if you only have two weeks of training, but, um, um, but yeah, why not? If it's especially some kind of like novice thing or whatever, yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, it'd be good experience. We had some people who, um, so in the, in the last gotch tournament that we did here in LA, we did have, um, some people who came from the Cabrinha gym that I was working at, um, because they hosted the event. And so we put them in a novice division and yeah, they didn't do so well. Um, I think just because of the, the jujitsu kind of mindset. So they weren't used to, um, uh, like the, like avoiding the pin and stuff like that. So, uh, it didn't go so well for them. Like, I think, I think, um, I remember, well, I can't remember all the results, but I know definitely like one or two got pinned um, just because they're not aware of that. So if you only have a couple of weeks of training, you got to be uh, caught, like conscious of that. Yeah, you really got to be conscious of the pin because that's going to be the big difference if you're coming from a jujitsu background, right? Because even judo, right, they, uh, they also have like a 20-second pin or something like that. So they're kind of conscious more so then like jujitsu is about that whole pin thing, right? Uh, Takero man, do you have any upcoming tournaments in the Los Angeles area? Um, no, not in particular. We're not, uh, because right now we're still uh, the county or one of the counties with the highest amounts of COVID. So we can't, you just can't in Los Angeles County. Um, so we don't want to put anybody in danger or even ADCC got pushed back. Uh, because of the uh, COVID travel bans and stuff. So uh, it's best that like that we don't. Right? We want to try to be uh, somewhat responsible because uh, what we're having spikes in COVID all, in even rural parts of the United States. So um, no, but what we probably can do is maybe um, some individual matches. So maybe we'll do, um, I would like to do an evening of, of matches um, but not so much, not so much like an open tournament where anybody can join. Right? So people that we know that are, um, you know, COVID-free and stuff. Uh, Delmer Jr., how many weeks of training would you recommend before a championship tournament? Yeah, they're talking weeks of training, right? So, um, like, okay, so if you want to look, so I mentioned ADCC earlier, right? So. Um, People might not know this if you haven't looked into it. Um, they have kind of like divisions where it's like beginner, intermediate, and advanced. They don't necessarily care about uh, jujitsu belts and stuff, um, but they, they care about your experience. And so say like the division where Gordon Ryan's going to be in would be with like the advanced division or they call it professional. Um, like uh, I hope hopefully you guys can start thinking about catch wrestling in, the, in that kind of way where it's like, it's not just like a weekend uh, certification seminar and then you're a catch wrestler. It's not like that. It is more along the lines of like the time you put in uh, and that should be like, like basically if you're only got a few weeks of training, unless you have like years of training in like other types of, of martial arts, um, then, you know, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't enter some sort of championship thing with only a, few weeks of training and catch wrestling, right? Uh, how long have I been training and catch wrestling for? Uh, for over 10 years now. Uh, any good catch wrestling 
matches that you'd recommend via YouTube, um, yeah, check out our channel. We have I try to put all our uh, our events in a playlist. So, um, so one of the people you definitely want to work look out for, and we want to try to make sure that people know about, is uh, one of the American catch wrestlers who never did any other grappling style. And his name is Matt Tran. And so he's competed in a few of our events, I think three at least. There's the Singapore, we had one in LA that he did, and then also one of the Gotch tournaments. And uh, he's a smaller guy, and um, but he trained only in catch wrestling. Uh, and he's he's been able to, to win in uh, MMA matches. Also, he's done, you know, like no-gi competitions and won. Um, and you can kind of see... Uh, kind of like catch wrestling at work from someone who hasn't done any other style. So you can kind of see that that uh, mindset, which I think is uh, something really good for you guys to see because uh, in his first match in the Singapore event, um, he goes up against some guy who claimed to be a catch wrestler. And uh, we think he probably only just like saw YouTube videos and stuff. And then he was trying to do some 10th uh, planet sweeps and stuff and he pinned himself. Right. So, uh, Matt was able to control him, and so and there's a big size difference. So uh, I think you guys might like that match. So look up all of Matt Tran's uh, matches. Uh, I haven't been posting uh, the clips uh, so much recently, but uh, uh, if you look at our Instagram, you'll see a bunch of the pictures from that event with with Matt. Um, but maybe I'll try to I'll try to do some short clips and upload them on our YouTube channel. Now that uh, YouTube's asking us for some short, like 15 second videos, I'll try to make more Matt Tran videos so you guys can see. But you can always just do a search uh, on our channel for Matt's videos. Uh, I think we do some interviews with him as well. All right, All right. Uh, next question. Uh, vegan gains, do, does footwork movement help make you better at wrestling? Yes, of course, of course. Um, and I'll, I, and I think it also makes you better uh, competing in no-gi as well, uh, especially against uh, a lot of the seated guards, since that's really popular nowadays. Um, you can be upright. You can be standing, right, um, when, you, when, you, um, when you go up against seated guard. But also, too, like um, um, with regards to uh, wrestling and stuff, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. You got foot footwork is super super important. Um, you can um, not only take the other person down, but you 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 can also escape from their takedown attempts, or you can put yourself into a situation where you can be taken down. And I know that sounds kind of weird, where um, but if you uh, are the better like grappler, or we say like the better mat wrestler, right? then put yourself on the ground, put yourself underneath the person because, um, uh, you know, if, if you know you're going to win or if you're confident that your, your mat wrestling is better, right? Or like in with the judo, they call it nawaza or whatever. That, so if, you're, if your nawaza is better, uh, use your footwork to get close and get to a position where uh, you feel comfortable going down and let them take you down or you, you shoot in, right? So uh, uh, even in catch wrestling, it's called like a leg dive. Like you're 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 just going for to try to tackle that person, um, but you're kind of diving to get a leg, and um, basically that's an attempt to take the match to the ground, right? Because we don't have points in catch wrestling, so 
you're not gonna you're not gonna have to worry about being behind on points if you if you dive in and uh, get you know you're you're underneath the person doesn't matter it's okay right there's no stress there's no point stress right no point anxiety right um, uh, the last name what was Matt's last name uh, Matt Tran so T R A N right so you want to look at Matt Tran's matches he does a great job. Um, and so vegan gains, I hope that answered your question about footwork and movement. Oh, also too, when you're on, when you're on bottom, right, you definitely have to be, uh, moving as well. You have to have good footwork. You don't necessarily want to be on your knees all the time. Uh, if you're on the top, top of the person, yeah, you definitely want to also be moving as well. You want to have active feet. You want to be on the balls of your feet so you can counter their counter, right? Cause a lot of, we have a lot of counter moves from underneath. You really need to be um, mobile, right? So that you can kind of go with it to counter. Like if they're trying to roll you over, like in one of my favorite moves, right? We call it the far elbow, or some people call it the fat man roll in the United States. I kind of like the far elbow uh, name a little bit better. Uh, my buddy John Strickland on the East Coast, I think, call it like a shoulder roll. Um, those types of moves are very, very effective, and you can counter them, though, if you have active feet, right? If you feel someone uh, pulling you over their body, you can jump over to the other side, count effectively countering that move. All right, uh, another question from Takero Man, right? Is there any solid catch wrestling schools in Japan? Uh, you're moving to Japan next year, Okinawa. Uh, actually, um, Okinawa would probably be closer to Riley's gym, Kyoto, I think. <laughs> It'd still be, you probably still have to fly or something, but uh, Riley's gym, Kyoto, my good friend. Uh, um, Osamu Matsunami is the, the coach there. It's actually just been recognized as a historical landmark um, because um, Osamu, or he'll probably want you to call him Sam, um, he has been training uh, with, uh, Billy and also basically traveling back and forth um, between Japan when uh, when Billy Robinson was there and Wigan uh, training with Roy Wood and basically he uh, learned English by going to Wigan to train. Right, he went the first time he went he didn't understand any English and uh, uh, Roy Wood tells a story where he got a call from Customs saying that there's a, a Japanese boy that is. Uh, you know, asking, basically only knows a few words and asking for him. And uh, so Roy went down to uh, the airport and, um, or, you know, and uh, basically like claimed them. Right? <laughs> and so uh, that was a really long time ago. And, but that was when a lot of these great Wigan wrestlers were still alive. And so um, Osamu had a chance to, to meet and uh, learn from, uh, the guy who's considered like the best Wigan wrestler, his name is Billy Joyce, right? And this guy basically would, uh, you know, like, there's a lot of, uh, uh, it's called like a lot of advertisement and stuff, uh, trying or a lot of promotion for Billy Robinson, but this man, Billy Joyce, would, you know, wipe the floor with Billy, with, with Rob, Billy Robinson. Um, and so Osama was able to, uh, meet Billy Joyce and um, uh, and train extensively with Roy Wood, who is the successor of the the gym. He's ex the successor of 
they're all of the great Wigan wrestlers coach, Billy Riley, right? Osamu. Uh, so Roy Wood is the successor, and Osamu got to train with Roy, and he got to meet a lot of these other people. And that's why his gym in Kyoto is called Riley's Gym Kyoto. I know um, a lot of people kind of associate the name Snake Pit with Wigan, and uh, they are using that name right now, Snake Pit Wigan. But the, the name, or like what they used to call their gym when they were, when all these great Wigan wrestlers were young and, and training, it was it was just Riley's gym, or they go down to Riley's to train, right? Because um, it wasn't given the whole Snake Pit nickname until much later, right? So that's why uh, basically the most legit you can get in Japan would be going to Riley's Gym Kyoto. So hopefully that answered your question. Um, catch wrestling history. So Takeru Man has another question about uh, some catch wrestling history and lineage line stuff. Uh, since we're talking about Billy Riley, get the book that, that came out from Wigan a few years ago. Uh, it's called Billy Riley, The Man, The Legend. And guess what? Yours truly is actually written into that history book. Um, me, when, when I say yours truly, I mean me. Right? So, so I'm in uh, like the last chapter um, with regards to the current um, uh, people working with Wigan. Um, so I'm in that too, but it goes over uh, Billy Riley's um, uh, history and then a lot of the uh, kind of the standout wrestlers that that came from that gym. So uh, and it came from from it was produced by Wigan with a lot of uh, a lot of evidence, right? Basically a lot of evidence. So I know the main author of that book, Stephen Greenfield, he spent a lot of time digging up a lot of actual, you know, records from the library, the Wiggins libraries, um, uh, and a lot of that, and say like even for the Billy Robinson chapter, because Billy Robinson, if you know him or if you've seen um, any of the videos where he talks about his time in India and stuff like that, um, uh, Stephen Greenfield was able to track down a lot of like the, the, even the schools he worked he worked at and all that, um, and they have they they shared pictures and all that stuff. So there's a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, he got basically Stephen very very simply just by uh, like doing some good investigation and asking, reaching out to people, asking questions. He got a lot of great great evidence and uh, stuff to back up what what's in that book. So it's probably going to be one of the most legit Wigan history books. Um. Cool, I'm glad you, uh, so Takeru um, Man also uh, says he'd like to see a catch wrestling history video. Um, I think there's kind of one um, called Catch the Hold Not Taken. I think they even kind of mention, or they even have a little brief thing with uh, Dan Gable. Because, oh, there's a really cool video <laughs> that uh, my friend John Strickland found where um, it was probably like ESPN or something where, uh, they briefly mentioned, so this kind of goes back to the whole Dan Gable thing in Iowa. So like when uh, catch wrestling kind of came to the United States um, and to Farmer Burns, a whole lineage there, uh, that that went through Iowa, right? So from, from Lancashire or the whole Wigan area to down to Iowa, um, then because of, I think mostly because of historian Mike Chapman, who also lives in Iowa, um, he makes sure that people like Dan Gable and the the Brands brothers, right? So world freestyle champions, Tom and Terry Brands, they're now the coaches at um, Iowa University of Iowa. Um, 
he Mike Chapman makes sure that they understand and know about that history, right? Frank Gotch, Farmer Burns. And so there was a really cool interview where um, uh, Tom Brands and a couple of his wrestlers were outside at University of Iowa and they're asking um, about what makes University of Iowa's wrestling so special, right? And then what he said was really awesome. He's like, it's, you know, not only is it the people and the hard work, that, that hardworking mindset, um, but it's because they came from the lineage of Frank Gotch and Farmer Burns. So it was a pretty cool little brief video. I'll probably, you know, try to share it on our, um, um, on our community tab, right? So you guys can see it. Cause yeah, it was a YouTube video. It was a really brief, really brief where they kind of uh, talk about uh, an event that they had at their, uh, their stadiums called Kinnick. So it is uh, kind of like their, their football stadium and they had an event where they had a wrestling match against their their rivals uh, from Oklahoma State, and they they had it out on the football field, and uh, it drew like forty thousand spectators, and um, but I believe Kinnick holds like seventy thousand, and so they're going to see if they can't do it again and pack it to seventy thousand. That would be great, great. Um, one more. Uh, oh, another question. So thank you for asking all these questions. Hopefully this is interesting to the other viewers, right? So Takero uh, and anybody's free to ask questions, right? So, but Takero Man asks another question about, is catch wrestling at risk of dying out or does it have enough senseis or professors? Uh, I believe it's still at risk because uh, say you'll have someone like Roy Wood or Osamu and um, uh, you might have people, or so I'll, I'll actually kind of put it this way. I remember, one thing that Billy Robinson said where it's like he was, when I went to teach, or sorry, when I went to train with him privately in Arkansas, he was at an MMA gym. And, um, but what he kind of said was that like, some of these other uh, students, they would come to him and ask him like counters to jujitsu moves or, or something that they were, they're having problems with. And, but like, they weren't necessarily putting in the time for catch wrestling specifically, right, to learn it so well, a lot of it's just like supplementing their jiu-jitsu or supplementing their MMA stuff, right? So, um, or supplementing their, their amateur wrestling stuff, right? So uh, we do need people who are um, um, like putting in the time for the, the actual pure catch wrestling, not kind of like hybrid stuff, uh, because that kind of, uh, you're not going to get the real picture. And I, I believe like the authentic, pure catch wrestling uh, is more effective than a lot of the hybrid stuff, right? The, I think the more, kind of like a, one of my friend, John Strickland, right? Who's also an authentic coach is uh, one of his sayings is like, if you're, if you're trying to search around these other grappling styles because you're having a hard time competing against them, you're trying to find these other, uh, they're like absorbing their techniques and you're not, kind of learning catch wrestling better, uh, that's probably the problem where it's like you might not know the wrestler, the catch wrestling fundamentals well enough. And hopefully we kind of show you with our upcoming video series with uh, about Khabib, um, how the catch wrestling differs and how it could offer a better understanding to, on how to counter people who attack you like the way Khabib does attack. Right, so hopefully we can kind of uh, elaborate on that more, right? So you guys can get a better understanding. Right. Um, 
I know uh, so someone's asking about Jean LaBelle. I know some people uh, kind of get upset about that where um, he does, he, he did train uh, or he, he, some of his training partners were, and actually his good friends, they like were Billy Robinson, but um, even Billy didn't necessarily um, uh, consider Gene like so much of a cat dresser. He'd be more of like one of those people who are kind of uh, doing kind of like hybrid stuff where, the, you know, you know him as Judo Gene LaBelle. He would kind of do um, a lot of the neck cranks and stuff like that. Um, but like, you know, even someone like Billy didn't necessarily see the cat wrestling way or the cat wrestling way of doing things uh, in Gene, which, I mean, I met Gene and he's a wonderful, wonderful man. Um, but I probably just pissed off so many people. <laughs> but that's just uh, uh, my opinion, right? But I, I, I tend to be able to back things up like that, but I don't want to just argue. Um, okay, so um, oh, so one more announcement real quick. So uh, what we are doing is if you, if you want to join this channel to help us out, uh, we um, basically we offer three tiers that you can kind of uh, help support us at. So one is just like a, uh, uh, where you know we can do like a, a members only chat. Uh, and then another one where uh, where we'll do the members chat, and then also we'll have we'll have a lot of behind the scene videos for you. I think we're probably also going to do a few of the the Khabib videos that will be for members only. But then now we have a new tier uh, because a lot of people want to do our online program, our online uh, training program, and also be able to see all the behind the scenes videos. Uh, we're going to have a tier for that. So. If you join that tier, where it's called the super student tier, then um, just let me know, and then I can give you access to our online training program. So the way that works is that uh, you'll have access to all of our all of our fundamental trainings, and then you will have to then uh, film yourself doing them, send that to me. I'll basically grade them. I'll, you know, we'll be we'll be in contact, and uh, if you if you pass. Then you'll have like the like the level one or the beginners uh, certification, and you'll 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 be connected or affiliated with the Catch Wrestling Alliance. So you'll, you'll officially have completed your white belt requirements, and then we have basically uh, you know beginner, intermediate, advanced, and pro. And so once you fulfill all your your requirements for the uh, the first part then I'll give you access to more videos, so more advanced. And so basically it's progressive, right? So if you join that tier, uh, just let me know uh, that you do that. And then um, then I'll give you access to the other, uh, to our other online platform. And that one also has a really cool chat room that works just like a, like a Facebook chat room where you can post your links and ask all your questions and stuff, but it'll only be for members. So I think you guys might like that, all right? Uh, oh, some more questions. Right. My prediction for the Khabib Gagey fight. Um, I, uh, I I'm not sure I, if Gagey seems to hit hard, and um, you, I've seen Khabib get a, a little bit dazed, and then he'll try to, uh, you know, keep some distance so that he can try to get his wits about him. Um, that that could be his potential weakness, right? But if Gagey gasses out, <laughs> then Gagey's done, right? Uh, that's kind of the main thing, like, like the gas tank, 
right? Because Geiji can take a lot of punishment, right? Um, one more question. So what submissions would you consider to, to be a move that originated with catch wrestling? Uh, well, uh, catch wrestling in particular, um, there's there'd be kind of a lot of moves, but a lot of wrestling stuff, right? So when you look at some of these old textbooks or, um, that have pictures and stuff, you're not seeing the mat wrestling exactly. So like if you compare the mat wrestling in instructionals for catch wrestling compared to the Nawaza stuff from judo or jiu-jitsu, it's just not the same, right? Um, so the mat wrestling stuff is definitely different. All right. So I think we'll go ahead and call it a, a day. Any other questions? All right. So uh, thank you for watching. And uh, this is also available on podcast. So it'll be up on the podcast within a day or so. All right. Uh, keep on asking questions. Uh, let me know. Consider joining our, our, you know, all this stuff helps because we also, for events, we have to like rent the venues and all that. So uh, a lot of money is involved. So, uh, and also to we also have to pay money to make sure you get good quality video of it, All right? So, okay, so keep asking your questions. Also consider joining the button that's like down below, or somewhere around here. All right, so see you in the next video or in the next live stream.